Welcome, live and direct, from Studio C with Christina Nicole and Georgie D, all the way from the big island of sunny California, IA. I'm George. And I'm Christina Nicole. And together, we are George Stina. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Right Beside You, as we do life right beside each other. While sometimes agreeing, sometimes disagreeing, but ultimately meeting meeting in in the the middle. middle. Because at the end of the day, I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm I'm right right beside beside you. Cheers. Welcome, beautiful people, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Right Beside You, where we do life right beside each other. My name is Christina Nicole, and I'm here with my boyfriend, the one and only, my best friend, Georgie D. What's happening? How you doing today? Oh, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. How are you doing today? I'm really full. I just ate. And I think I'm ready for a nap, but it's time to work. Sounds like you got the itis, but uh, <laughs> I, just, sure. I just about to talk about the college experience. Okay. We're going to talk about education and learning. Getting that good, hitting them books. Speak on it. A great man, a man of complication and entanglement. <laughs> I'm done. A man of, he was always fresh. And. Didn't he tell us a story? He was the prince. He, he In West Philadelphia, he was born and raised. On the playground is where he spent most of his days. Mm. And this quote from the good brother Will Smith, he says that the things that have been most valuable to me, I did not learn in school. And I feel like I can relate to that because in college, everything I learned that I needed to learn was not in the classroom. I spent days working on cars. I spent days playing video games, fighting for America's freedom. By the way, Mr. Corey Perkins, thank you for your service. Thank you, Corey. I spent a lot of time hustling and buying and selling stuff on Craigslist and making money doing that. And Not to say that everything I learned in the classroom was invaluable, but the majority of the stuff they teach you really isn't all that relevant to real life. Even me as an economics major, most of it is about 
economic theory on a macro level or on a micro level where they're talking about countries, different gross domestic products and how their imports and exports. I don't, I don't, I'm not running a country. So it's not, I mean, yeah, it's nice to know, but it's, it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to my everyday life. Mm-hmm. I need you to teach me how to balance a checkbook. Mm. I need you to teach me how to change a tire. Do my own taxes. Buy a do, home. Do taxes. Invest. And, and that's the thing is like a lot of the a lot of the knowledge they keep it from you. Mm. Because they they make you think you're smart but you're really dumb. You a lot of people have no idea how money really works or how to make money work for you. And because of that, you end up with, you know, people with hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt that even if they get a good job, they'll never be out of debt because they never learn how compound interest works. Credit cards. Yeah. The, all these things are designed to trap you Mm. and... They could just as easily teach you about how, how to balance your checkbook, how to how to wire a house, practical skills that you'll need in your lifetime, how to fix a sink, how to plunge a toilet. Because some people can't even do that. I'm sorry. But it's just interesting how such a big deal is made out of college. But when you really look at it, unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer college or engineer college is kind of just a a cash grab because you're spending four years to hang hang out out and party yeah (laughs) so is that what your college experience consisted of no i became a mechanic i'm talking about the hanging out and the parties i don't know what you're talking about ma'am well, please elaborate on what the inside of a classroom looks like or the inside of a library. Well, it has walls in it and obviously a floor. <laughs> the, they have ceilings with lights and hmm. chairs. So if you were graded purely on attendance in a classroom, what would your GPA have been? Let's just... I don't deal in hypotheticals. So let's just say that whether or not I showed up to class, I got a degree. That's something you always tell me is that my degree and your degree do not have a GPA on them. Yeah. So you worked hard. I went to class. You went to class. I went to the library. You spent late night studying. Ooh. And then we both got the same piece of paper. That's true. So what are your feelings on on the college experience? I think for me, because I was a first-generation college student, I put so much pressure on myself to excel and get perfect grades and... I struggled a lot because, one, 
not only did I struggle with this idea of being immersed in a different environment, like culture shock, I don't personally feel like I was academically prepared for the level of like the expectations academically in the classroom just because in high school, although I was at the top of my class, the standards were significantly lower at my public high school. And the performance level of the kids that I was in the classroom with was, it wasn't up to par in my opinion. So when I got to college, I was behind. I was so behind. And if it wasn't for my drive and my work ethic and my support system with my family, I would have got lost in the crowd and lost in the shuffle. But I think it's important to... Note that in high school, you think that you're performing at a certain level and you're going to be prepared for your future endeavors. However, when I got there to college at UCSD, I would speak to my professors in office hours and I I would tell them, I've never learned how to do this. I've never seen this before. And it was already expected of me on an exam or a midterm or a final. It was expected that I had already known that foundational knowledge so that we could build upon it. And because I was already behind, I was playing catch up. And that's why I did spend so much time in the classroom, in the professor's office hours, with my TAs, in the library. And then once I got home back to the dormitory, I ate something, maybe took a shower, and then hit the books. And that was my college experience. And I struggled with doubt and anxiety and did I even belong here? And if it wasn't for my family support, just continually encouraging me and saying, you worked hard to get here. You know, if there's anything that you do know, it's to work hard. And that's what I carried throughout my experience in college. Although sometimes I do feel that I missed out a lot on the social engagement aspect of it. Yeah, but you're antisocial. True. I do identify as being an introvert. However, just the college experience that you see, although not very accurate, on the movies or even on TV with the partying and the red cups and the drinking, like George's experiences were. (laughs) Uh, That was a very different story for me. And if there was a regret that I have, it would be that I wasn't as involved as I would have wanted to be like I was in high school. 
You know what I mean? As far as athletics or the choir or the student body, I was way more involved in high school rather than in college just because I was spending majority of my time trying to seek the knowledge that I was so behind on and kind of catch up with wherever everyone else in the classroom was. So I don't regret going to college in particular. However, if I were to do things differently now, I wouldn't put that much emphasis on perfect grades, getting straight A's because I was pre-med. I knew that grades were so important in the application process and that was going to give me a better opportunity to be the first doctor in my family, which was a dream of my father's. So would you say you have any regrets about going to college? I don't think so. I think for me it was... So I did two years of junior college out of high school because I graduated high school at 17 years old, knew I wasn't mature enough to to go to four-year school. I would have definitely played video games and not gotten any work done, whereas a couple years later I played video games and got my assignments done. So I think that, to me, the ideal route for a lot of people, unless, even if you know exactly what you want to do, go to junior college for two years because you essentially cut your college bill in half because you can get all the same prerequisites out of junior college and you're you're not having to pay to you're not having to pay big university to tuition like when we went to UC San Diego tuition was like $4000 a semester i was paying $25 a unit at the junior college so i could go to school all year for like 400 bucks i spent more on books that i didn't read than I did on the actual classes themselves. So I think that junior college is a great option. And the other thing is, there's a number of advantages to going the junior college route. One is the cost. The second thing is, you can get an associate's degree, a two-year degree, in two years. So even if you don't finish your four-year degree... You still walk away with something that elevates you above the person with the high school diploma. On the flip side of that, if you go to a four-year school, you can do three years and 11 months and, and 29 days. But if you don't finish, you don't get your degree. It doesn't matter that you've done more than the person who did two years of junior college. There's only one milestone in that path so you can't do three years of university and then walk away with an AA degree it's kind of an all-or-nothing deal so in my mind and when I have kids I will encourage them to at least get an associate's degree the other thing that I really like about the junior college system is that they have vocational training by going to a junior college I was able to take classes in welding uh, they had auto shop 
classes. There were all these different things that were available to me that weren't available at the high school level and weren't available at the university level because there's this whole mentality of blue-collar work being below people and being beneath people. So a lot of people think, oh, I don't, I don't want to be a plumber. Well, a plumber can make $110,000 a year. So would you say the comedy course that you took in junior college elevated you in your current lifestyle? Yeah, you hear these jokes on this podcast. (laughs) And you would never be able to take a comedy course at UCSD, right? No, there's no one to teach it. (laughs) They don't even know how to laugh there. Ooh, yeah, that campus sometimes was very dense. Speak for yourself. I had a great time. Go down to the farmer's market on Wednesday, get me some lemongrass chicken, barbecue chicken, and I wasn't going to share. You didn't spend a lot of time in the library then, late at night, in the dungeon. I did. We did the undie run, and we ran through there. That was not a lot of time. Yeah, but I run slow, so I, I spend a lot of time in the library trying to catch my breath. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but back on topic, I think that the junior college system is a great thing that I think is underutilized by a lot of people. And it's looked down upon by a lot of people because I know I, at the high school I went to, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to this university, I'm going to this university. And my mom always told me, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Mm. So my degree says UC San Diego. It doesn't say UC San Diego with the asterisk of two years of Park College. It says UC San Diego on it. And it cost me half as much as it did me. somebody who went for the full four. Amen to just, you know, paying off those student loans. And financial freedom. Amen. And being debt-free because that is something that I didn't learn in high school or college. This idea of financial education. This idea of investing. This idea of being financially independent and debt-free. No, they teach you need to memorize all the state capitals. I don't think that was high school, but still, you get what I mean. Some useless information that I had, I just memorized. And, you know, I was great at it. Therefore, I thought, you know, I'm prepared for college. Little did I know when I got there, slap in the face. Like, girl. Yeah, the, all the teachers tell you, you're not going to have a calculator with you when, you when you're in the real world. Surprise, smartphone. I do have a calculator with me everywhere, all the time. I got a calculator on my watch. I literally have a calculator all the time. Facts. Oh, you, you're not going to be able to look up the answers when you're an adult. Huh, Google, what's up? <laughs> they, I mean, there's a lot of things that they teach you. Oh, you're not going to be able to do this. And surprise, it's 2020. You can do that. You can look it up. I can, I can find the diameter of a circle by looking it up. I don't have to know it. I do know it, but I don't have to. Yeah, for sure. So I think what we're the common theme 
that we're seeing here is that the most important aspects of education don't necessarily come from the classroom. What's the most important thing that you found outside of a textbook and outside of the classroom? For me, I would have to say investing in my 401k and this whole idea of seeking the financial knowledge and educating myself because I didn't even know what that was when I got my first job. And I would go into orientation and I would ask the questions, even though everyone else probably knew the answer, for me, it was foreign. And I think that inquisitive curiosity in me was longing for that information. And I feel like that knowledge freed me. And this idea of not being dependent on someone else to provide for you, I could do that myself. And that started with saving the money that I made instead of buying all these material items that I seen my neighbors and friends buying. You know, I'm, I didn't have the newest car or the most luxurious items. I would shop at the local store with the little dog. And <laughs> that was cool to me. You know, that was enough. And what I did is I set that goal of, you know what, I don't know how long this is going to take me, but I want to buy a home. I want to be the first homeowner in my family. That was a dream of mine. And I was so laser focused on that, that nothing else really mattered. I mean, obviously I would eat. I would invest in experiences like traveling but as far as a $4,000 purse, mm, I'm good. I'll keep my $40 little backpack, stuff all my goodies in it, and call it a day. So I think going back to your question, the most important thing that freed me as far as knowledge outside of a classroom was financial literacy and seeking that knowledge for myself. And another person who helped me along that path was my very own dad. And he is so knowledgeable on these things. Why? Because he himself did the knowledge and we did a lot of research and he would tell me, hey, you need to do this or you should look into this or you should read up on, you know, stocks and low versus high risk investments. And although at times I would read something and I had no idea what it meant, you know, I just kept digging. And still to this day, it's important to continue to learn something new and seek that knowledge for yourself. Yeah, I think with just with this podcast experience, there have been a lot of things that we've learned <laughs> that we've gotten from the University of YouTube. Ooh, preach. Because... For free 99. Exactly. And I think in a lot of aspects, experience is more important than education. Mm. 
I think education is good because it familiarizes you with the things that are going on, but until you actually have that real-world experience, it's not the same thing. And I know that applies for me a lot in what I do because I understand the theory of engines and transmissions and everything else, but until I actually started pulling them apart and understanding how things go together, all I was was a theory guy. So I I could talk the talk, but until you actually walk the walk, you can't walk the walk. So you have to learn how to walk. Right. And learn and I feel like in most cases formal education teaches you how to talk, but you have to actually go out there and learn how to walk. And I think that's why people put too much weight on the importance of education. Again, if you're a doctor, I I don't want somebody who learned how to do a tracheotomy on YouTube to cut my throat open. But at the same time, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure out how to change a tire or learn how to weld. There's a lot of skills that you don't have to understand plasma arc transfer and 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 all the electronics of the machine to use it and put something together and that's kind of the balance i think that's important and why college is it is a good thing but depending on what you're going to do not everybody needs to go and there are other avenues to to gain that knowledge but because there's so much money tied up in college mm. that's what that's kind of what gives it the that's where the bias comes from that college is the end all be all for validating your intelligence yeah there's definitely this outdated mantra so to speak that says go to school, go to college, get a job, play it safe. And that's that rat race and hamster wheel that a lot of people kind of force on students who are in high school. They said, oh, wait, you have to go to college. And I think you touched on this earlier as far as our children we do think that education is important. And I can vouch that my college education did launch me into the career that I currently have. However, if my child says, hey, I want to do this, and there's a vocational school option, then hey, I want to look into that with him. I think that's important because everyone's path is different. There's no one path or journey that is right or one that's wrong it's choose what makes you happy and what you're passionate about and try new things because you never know what you'll like until you try it and get involved you may think that you want to be a doctor until you actually are immersed in the healthcare field And you're around doctors every single day. 
and you realize this is probably not for me because they're not even happy. And then when you ask them, like, hey, you know, why did you choose this particular profession? Why are you even a clinician? A lot of times they say, well, my parents didn't really give me a choice. They didn't give me that option. And I think that's sad because it is challenging trying to have that conversation with your parents and say, hey, look, maybe I want to be a singer or a dancer, but they don't agree. So what do you do? You go build race cars. (laughs) But ultimately, it's your life. And you have to choose your path and your happiness over what society tells you is the right way. That's definitely important. And I would encourage everyone to try new things. And if you don't like it, you hate it, scratch it off the list and say, it's not for me and move on to the next. And if you fail, that's even better because you definitely know like, You either want to keep trying or, you know what, it wasn't really for me. My heart wasn't really into it. Peace. On to the next. So. Yeah, and I think the last thing I'll say is that college and formal education are not the end-all be-all. You can learn from anywhere. You can learn from anybody because Everyone has a unique experience and a unique perspective. So don't be afraid to listen to somebody, even if you think, oh, that person doesn't know anything, because they might know something or have thought about something in a way that you've never looked at it before. And that's that's all I would say is just never stop learning and, you know, Just because you got your college degree, you're not an expert. And just because you don't have a college degree doesn't mean that you're not an expert. Expertise comes from experience. And that doesn't happen in the classroom. Some of the most successful and brilliant people didn't go to college, dropped out of college, and followed their passion and took that leap of faith because they knew that that wasn't the route for them. And some of the most brilliant and intelligent people I personally know didn't step foot in college or struggled academically because of the academic system we have. It is memorization built. And that doesn't mean you're smart. That doesn't mean that, that just means you're able to retain information. So I totally agree with what you're saying. I am an advocate for self-education. And although cliche to say, knowledge is power, whether you get that in the classroom, on YouTube, from a friend, from a father, from a mother, from a lover. Just not from your dumb uncle on Facebook. <laughs> oh. That's not a shot at anybody. I, I just 
Oh, okay. I was like, hmm. I was just throwing that out there. Do tell. (laughs) But thank you once again for listening to the Right Beside You podcast, where we do life right beside each other. Because at the end of the day, I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm I'm right right beside beside you. you. Cheers. Congratulations. If you're still listening, that means you made it to the end of this episode. If you want to claim your special prize, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss out. Also, follow us on Instagram at right beside you. That's R-I-G-H-T-B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U for exclusive content, daily stories, and some good laughs. Don't forget to review our podcast if you like what you hear. Even if you hate us, whatever. Let us know.